Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I want to talk about personal brands and whether or not you really need one to get a good job in social media or digital or marketing or whatever, or to run a freelance business. So let's hop in. Okay, so there's this kind of recurring debate. I see it all the time on Twitter, like it pops up every few months or so, this debate about whether or not you should be more focused on your clients or more focused on your own brand. I'm paraphrasing here because I don't wanna like call anyone out in particular without their permission, but you know, the tweets will say something like we shouldn't be hiring people based on their social following. We should be hiring them based on the work that they can produce. Or I don't have time to work on my own portfolio or my own social platforms. I'm too busy running my clients' accounts. You know, I think both of those statements are pretty valid in and of themselves, but I want to kind of dive into my true thoughts because obviously I am a, you know, working professional, a marketer who has a personal brand and has been investing in their personal brand for years like seven years really or so, uh, probably longer if you count my blogging days and things like that. So obviously sometimes I think these tweets can be like subtweeted a little bit at people like myself. So I wanna explain, I wanna share my thoughts and I'm really interested in hearing yours as well. As always, please leave a comment on YouTube, keep it respectful, but I definitely wanna hear your thoughts as well. So here's my sort of inconvenient truth, because I think that's really what this is. I think it's not necessarily fun to hear, but I do think that personal brands do help in a lot of fields, particularly marketing, particularly social media marketing. Does this mean that only people with large followings should be able to be social media managers? Absolutely not. And I can actually speak to, again, I'm gonna like, do my best of not calling anyone specifically out on on this, but I've worked with companies who have hired people basically because they had large social followings and at times they were some of the weakest members of the team. So it can definitely have the reverse effect if that's the only thing that you're judging a candidate on. And the reason for this is simple. I mean, I don't know, I could probably build a really large Instagram account about, you know, I don't know, my favorite band or something, cause I know everything about them. I've been to so many of their shows. I love them, I'm a big fan, whatever. That's something I'm super passionate about. But could I build the biggest social following for a mortgage broker? I don't know. I don't know that much about that industry and I may or may not be the type of person who is willing to put in the time and energy to research and you know do all of the stuff that goes into that. So that can be the case. Now, we don't wanna go the other side where we're like stigmatizing people with a large following saying that they're not good strategists or social media managers either. So you have to find that middle ground for sure. I think this can particularly be true if the person with a large social following, their social following is like super dependent on them, that success may not translate over to a brand account. And what I mean by that is like, are they an Instagram model, right? Where they're like very beautiful and they take really good care of their body and all of that, more power to you. This is not a diss, but like if you then tried to manage my social account, which we look completely different, you might not have that same success because you're, a lot of your success is reliant on you quote unquote, being the product. I hate saying that, like you being the product, but you understand what I mean. So I think if you're looking to hire a social media manager or if you are one who does have a large social following, something I challenge you to do is like, try to diversify the type of content that you're creating. Maybe you can start posting some graphics or some you know, faceless posts, if you will, that help 
demonstrate your ability to do other things than just show up as you. Even writing, right? Copywriting is a skill. Maybe you start tweeting or blogging or something like that. I think doing things like that can help communicate your skill set beyond just being you, the person, if that makes sense. But here's where I flip to the other side here. And I do say that having something of a social following can be a good thing because I mean, if you want to work in this industry, whether it's social media, marketing, graphic design, whatever, insert thing here, shouldn't you like it? Like at least a little bit. I mean, yes, of course it's work. I, I don't, you know, want to take my work home with me all day, every day. I have other passions, interests, things that I like to do besides just work, but you should want to like it at least somewhat. And I just think about, you know, any other job that I've ever worked at in my life, that has been an interview question to some degree. I mean, when I worked in retail and I was in, you know, fashion, I was asked how I kept up with fashion trends and, you know, I was expected to dress a certain way when I came to work. I couldn't just like come to work in my sweatpants and my PJs and stuff. I had to put on accessories and like make sure I looked decent and was wearing on trend clothes. I mean, why should it be anything different for social media? So I do think that having a social presence can help communicate your passion for the field. And I think most people would hire somebody who's passionate about the field over somebody who is like, I don't care. This is just another check for me. I'm not really interested. So like most things, I think the answer probably falls somewhere in the middle. I think it is only a benefit to have something of a social following, but you don't want to rely only on that. You don't want to rely only on your numbers, particularly if your social following is like super dependent on something that is not necessarily repeatable. You can't clone your physical appearance for a brand account, but you can take some of the skills that you use to create really cool graphics or to produce podcasts or to edit blogs or something like that and replicate those skills for a brand. So if I had to give a general recommendation for either job candidates or freelancers, I think it's never a bad idea to have these two things. Number one, a LinkedIn account. LinkedIn is the professional social platform or whatever. I don't spend a ton of time on there anymore, but I'm also not searching for a job or really searching for a ton of new clients. At the time, I'm pretty content with where I'm at. If I was doing any of those things, I would be quite active on LinkedIn. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be like going live and posting all this original content and writing all these articles. It can just mean that you are searching the, you know, social media hashtag on LinkedIn and adding your insight when a company like Hootsuite or Sprout Social or whoever posts about a new trend or a new update to Instagram or something like that, just sharing your expertise in the comments or sharing posts from those brands to help educate your audience. And at the very least, you should have a profile there so that when somebody is looking you up after they interview you, you're there and your work can kind of speak for itself. You have some connections, you have some interests that demonstrate that you care about this industry. I think that's kind of like bare minimum. I have a ton of videos on LinkedIn specifically, so I will link a couple of those to help you get started in building up a LinkedIn profile if that's something that is new to you. And then the second thing that I believe every personal brand should have is not every, let me, let me back that up. I don't necessarily think every, but it doesn't hurt for a personal brand to have is a website. Firstname, lastname.com, latashajames.com. That is where you can always go no matter 
you know, what services I'm offering at the time, what courses I'm running at the time, where I'm working, what businesses I own, whatever. That's a place where you can always go and see what I'm up to. And if I decided one day, hey, I actually want to go back into corporate marketing, I could easily flip that website over into just a portfolio site with my resume and some examples of my work and a way to get in touch with me if they wanted to hire me. Right now, it's more of a portfolio for my business where I'm linking out to the different offers and things that I do. So um, those are that, you know, that's really easy to just like set up a Squarespace website or whatever works best for you. And it's relatively affordable. You can buy a domain and, you know, a year of hosting for like under 200 bucks total or so. So I'd say that's a really good investment just to have that presence online. Again, if you're looking to work in digital, I'm not going to say I would never hire someone who didn't have a LinkedIn or didn't have a website. I would probably have questions, you know, like, hey, do you participate in social media? What do you like about working online? And I think that's the last piece. That's the last minimum requirement is you should have a story. You should have a story about why you're passionate about this industry. And for me, you know, mine's always just like, I was a super awkward kid and still kind of a super awkward adult. I've never really had very many friends in real life. And, you know, social media really helped me work through a lot of my shyness and even a speech impediment that I had slash have, I guess, like I wasn't very comfortable speaking and the internet really helped me do that and helped me, you know, really understand the importance of community. And therefore I can do the same thing for brands. I understand how important community building is. I am passionate about helping brands build communities around their services or their products. Like that's really why. I I love it. So even if I didn't have, you know, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, whatever the number is, if somebody told me that story, I would be able to see that it is something they're passionate about and that they do know about, you know, community management and bringing people together and all that good kind of stuff. Okay, so the question of the day today, let me know, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, you can send me a message somewhere at the Latasha James. Let me know, do you prefer like full Q&A episodes or do you like when I sprinkle in a little Q&A at the end of the regular episodes? I'm kind of leaning towards just saving these for long episodes, but... We're answering this one, which is quite related and actually sparked this idea for today's episode. It says how much time should be spent on clients versus developing your own brand, especially when you're first starting out. Okay. So in the beginning, my recommendation is focus on revenue first. You have got to make those dollar bills. I mean, most of us do. I guess if you're in a situation where like you really don't need to worry about money, maybe like you have a partner or whatever who is kind of like funding your life and that, you know, revenue isn't a big concern, maybe my answer would be different. But for me and my experience, it was just like, I need to make money to make sure that this business is sustainable and works out. So In the beginning, I focused on revenue first. And I think this is something that I see a lot of businesses not do. And then I see a lot of those businesses fail in six months or a year because they were too busy about the optics of it all. You know what? I actually could tell, I started writing a thing and it's not for my like a blog and it started turning into this whole rant, but I could, if you ever want a rant video, please let me know that too. I have rants about this, about optics versus outcomes. And I think a lot of people get way too focused on the optics in the beginning. We got to be posting on all the social platforms and looking cool and like talking to our peers, not talking to our clients, not using social media as a lead acquisition tool, but as like this flex tool 
Don't get me wrong. We all get hung up on it sometimes. But my long story short is like, don't do that. Focus on your money. Focus on those dollar bills. So that means humble yourself a little bit. Like I was on Upwork. I was on Fiverr. I was on like all the different freelancing boards, Facebook groups, like logging onto those every day, just trying to, you know, hit my revenue goal so that I could then afford myself that time to invest in my personal brand later on. So I really took what I could get in the beginning until I hit like that initial revenue goal, which for me, that was pretty much, I think if my initial goal was to make like 75% of what I was making at my day job. Once I hit that number, I was pretty confident um, because I was just saving so much money from working from home and whatever. Uh, like I was pretty confident then taking a little bit of time and putting it into my personal brand. So then I would set aside like, you know, half a day or so just to be able to get out sort of my minimum content strategy, which was one YouTube video. So one long form piece of content, maybe that's YouTube for you. Maybe that's a blog, maybe that's a podcast. I don't know. I'm sure there's other things that I'm missing, but putting aside time to work on the, those and then being able to repurpose that onto my other main social channels like Instagram. And I think like at that time it was Facebook for me. So choose a couple of platforms that you really want to focus on that you know that you're going to be able to reach some of your potential clients. And also I think the other piece of this is like really understanding what your goal is with your personal brand. Because to be honest, my personal brand, while I think it did help me get social media clients, because again, it just goes back to that. Okay. She has a whole podcast about, you know, social media or a whole YouTube channel about social media. She must actually like it. I was talking a lot of the times I was just documenting my journey and sharing them with other people. So it wasn't actually meant to acquire leads. It was kind of more of just a community platform, a way for me to make friends in this field, a way for me to learn and educate. And eventually that turned into a business, but that definitely wasn't the goal from day one. So, you know, figure out what you want your personal brand to do. Like, do you want to someday write books about marketing or do you want to, I don't know, um, yeah, start a course or something like that. Or are you looking for leads? In which case, you know, that's gonna help determine which platforms you should be on and even like what content style you're using and all of that. So yeah, kind of a lot to say there, but I guess my long story short is focus on hitting your revenue goals first. Now there probably is, a bare minimum personal brand that you might need to, in order to help do that. It's kind of like what came first, chicken or the egg, right? But I think like having a LinkedIn profile, maybe having a personal website with some portfolio examples is where I would focus on first and then utilizing more lead acquisition strategies, pitching, Upwork, LinkedIn, applying for things, stuff like that before like really going hard and being like, I'm going to create this, you know, intense, podcast or whatever it is. Something else I'll say, I know I'm, I'm like rambling on this question, but it's, it's kind of a hard one once I really start thinking about it, because something else I'll say is, you know, I do think there's a lot of power in documenting your journey. I think that's like a Gary Vee thing, right? I think, doesn't he say, or at least he used to say document, don't create. And I do think there's a lot of power in that too, is documenting your journey. But what I'll say is again, don't spend eight or 12 hours editing a YouTube video when you have client work to do, or when you could have been pitching to a new client or whatnot, take the videos, 
take the photos, record the voice memos, you know, don't forget the things and come back to them once you have that time. Like once you have done the thing and sort of um, given yourself that that time to really focus on it. It, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to post in real time or, or do post in real time and go live, make it like super easy on yourself. Go live, record the webcam video, like quick and dirty. That's going to be my recommendation for you. Okay. So maybe I clarified some things. Maybe I further confused you. I'm not really sure, but those are my thoughts on personal brands and whether you really need one or not. Let me know in the comments. If you agree with me, if you disagree, that's totally fine as well. Just please do so respectfully. And if you're listening on the podcasting platforms and you want to rate and review the show on Spotify or Apple podcasts, I'd really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and leave me a thumbs up as well. If you don't mind, and thanks so much for tuning in today and hanging out. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.